welcome to the Relatable Equestrian. I hope that you enjoy this podcast. Today we've got Moena Foster. Uh, you may have seen her on Facebook or Instagram as Moo Eventing. Uh, she is so inspirational and she has done some awesome things with her horses, uh, despite her her body and her health not really helping her out. Uh, it's a it's such a great story and I really hope that you enjoy this one. Just get started. So yep. um, do you want to start off by telling me uh, where in the county you're from, what discipline you do and what you do for a living? Okay, um, so I'm based on the Roseland in Cornwall, um, just the other side of Tregony. Um, I'm mainly into eventing, although I haven't managed to do that the last 12 months for various reasons. Yeah. Um, but I do like a lot of riding club um, activities to get practicing for the eventing anyway. Um, done lots of things in the past. I've worked as a veterinary nurse for majority of my adult life. Yeah. Um, and then... I trained as a equine sports massage therapist. Um, that was the most recent. I had to give up the vet nursing due to health reasons. So decided to take on that. And then unfortunately, I haven't been able to work for the last 12 months. So I just do a few little odd jobs um, at home and uh, help with my husband's business. And that's about it, really. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure we'll we'll probably get into uh, your <laughs> health, everything that's gone on with your health because I know it's a, a big part of your story. So I'm <laughs> sure we'll we'll get into that. Um. But do you want to sort of just take me through your riding story from from the first time you rode a horse, and then we'll sort of delve into some bits or or you know if we if we'll, I'm sure we'll get lost in the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So I started when I was very little. Um. I think it was about three probably um my mum had ridden as a as a child and sort of gave up in her 20s I think and then once she was married and had me she wanted to pick it up again so I think I was a good excuse to um get her back into it as well so um she had a couple of horses and she got me started on the pony my first pony was a four-year-old chestnut mare oh my <laughs> god was a little bit of a madam to say the least but she taught me how to sit well so <laughs> that helped um and then yeah I had quite a few ponies all the way through um some brilliant some a little bit more difficult um it was always a case of just buying something that I was confident on really because I was I was quite a nervous rider back then right. um but yeah did all the sort of pony club activities lessons and camps and everything like that and then it wasn't probably till I was in my teens that I came across eventing and thought, yeah, that's that's what I really want to have a go at. Yeah. So um, I had a lovely mare um, when I was about 15. She was my first official horse um, and just an absolute machine cross country. Um, she was quite a cobby type, but she just, yeah, took everything on, gave me so much confidence jumping. Um, it was a bit difficult on the flat, but um, <laughs> I had lots of fun on her um before she sadly went lame um and she went on loan to a hacking home um and then I was actually doing work experience up at um Georgia Stokes's yard uh in my last year at school and fell in love with Patch the dun dun coloured four-year-old that she had in at the time so spent my entire week work experience yeah begging to ride him and um (laughs) with my mare being lame 
we bought him um and he was my first youngster again he was like really bold love jumping bit of a tank and a (laughs) a little bit of a shit sometimes as well but um again was just really fun and loved his job um so I had him and sort of produced him as well as I could at that age I didn't really know what I was doing Um, but unfortunately he had an injury at eight years old which meant that he could no longer compete um so after a couple of years sort of time off he was sound enough to come back to a bit of hacking and you know the odd fun ride and things but yeah yeah, the competing went out the window just as I was sort of getting the itch for eventing really which is frustrating yeah um and is he the one that you only lost yeah we only lost him really recently a few well a month or so ago yeah he yeah made it 25 so oh bless him oh that's Um, lovely yeah I was so glad to see that you'd got those lovely photos done with him yeah Um, that was really special yeah because he'd always been over at my mum's obviously sort of semi-retired and we had a girl that used to come and hack him out yeah um and every time I went and sort of had a sit on him I think he just knew it was me on board because he was he was always act up (laughs) (laughs) a girl bouncy um but yeah it was a real shame because he was only eight when he managed to um oh that is a shame smack his his patella he had a luxating patella so he could never really do any serious work after that but he did you know manage to stay reasonably sound until 25 so yeah that's brilliant yeah so that was him and then um my mum had always as had bought lyric um her mare as a foal so she was sort of coming up growing up beside our other ones and uh mum being mum didn't really want to ride an exuberant four-year-old so I sort of did all the the basics with her Mm -hmm. um for a couple of years and turned out that she was you know going to turn into quite a nice horse so I was like maybe this could be my eventer um so I did do a bit with her until she was about six um and then unfortunately my health started to get worse so I couldn't really carry on with her but we sort of made a good start and I think yeah if if we had carried on she would have she would have made a good eventer Um, yeah and how old are you sort of here mate I'm about 24 25 here okay yeah um so yeah, I was just sort of getting going with her, and then unfortunately, that's when I had to take a big step back. Right. Um, but I did manage to sort of, once I did get my health back, I did manage to do some bees on her, which is kind of what I'd always planned to do. And um, that was your first time. And that doing was my BE. first time. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. It was kind of like unfinished business, really. I wanted to get back <laughs> and just do that with her because that had been the original plan. Um, yeah. And then she was sort of she was older and sensible then, so mum sort of took her on full time um and that's when I started looking for my own horse yeah. um and came across Maiden Moo so oh yeah. so do you want to do you like you don't have to do you want to talk about your health journey yeah. or do you just want to talk about your horses what, I could talk about anything <laughs> yeah so obviously I mean like that's that's quite scary because I'm I'm 25 in June yes so like that it's hard for me that to think that I could fall ill enough to yeah. not be able to ride I know. for a bit is horrible. So, so, so had you always been healthy up till then? Yeah, I, I'd always been reasonably healthy. Obviously, I was I was born with cystic fibrosis, so that was always in the background. Right. Um, but to be honest, it was more of just an inconvenience when I was younger. It wasn't really anything that ever 
um got in the way of what I wanted to do mm. um and is that is that just like I don't really know much about it is, is that like breathe like breathing difficulties or yeah, so basically if, it mainly affects the lungs um some of the digestive um tract as well and it's basically okay. um where most people can have a natural production of mucus and they can sort of shift it from their lungs with cf mm-hmm. you don't have that ability so okay. you obviously just get prone to all these chest infections um even if you're really active and fit and healthy the body just doesn't right. want to get sort of clear it and keep it keep it at bay so I think after so many not particularly bad infections but just the the number of them and the fact they're repeated through you know through a few times a year by the time mm-hmm. I hit 25 my lungs have been like yeah we've, we've kind of struggled enough now <laughs> so they were yeah, starting okay. to pay for it really um right and that's when I had the um the lung collapse which is what sort of yeah officially set me back okay. um so yeah, I wasn't able to compete. I did sort of keep tottering out on the odd hack just to sort of keep mm-hmm. keep doing something. But um, you can't keep a horsey girl. For yeah, a ride. I was <laughs> contemplating try how to strap oxygen to myself whilst on the horse, but um, oh, we never got to that stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, then I was lucky enough. Um, well, I was told I was needed to be listed for transplant for my lungs are basically at the end of their their life lifespan wow. so um that was a pretty scary time being on the list um yeah. and everything else kind of had to take a back seat because that was just like my one focus was just keeping well enough to stay on the list and get my call and um yeah and I did get the the call on the third third time four months on the list which is relatively short really um yeah, yeah. and it was a you know a hard thing to go through and a lot of recovery but I was back on board within about eight weeks on, oh, <laughs> oh on, on dear old Patch, who I knew was would look after me. So um, that's incredible. Yeah, and then I managed to compete lyric about six months afterwards because. Oh my gosh! I thought you were going to say like I was two years <laughs> before I even got on a horse. That's incredible. No, it's kind of. I probably could have taken it slower, but <clears throat> I think having that something that was soon, but realistically, I could have done it so I had something to sort of push towards and yeah and the horses Testament were my main to your character as well probably yeah hmm. wow okay so then so then you're back on and you're you've invented lyric yes. so okay um, so right. WB is on her we we figured out that now she's a little bit older she's actually terrified of cross country it was extremely hard work so I handed <laughs> her back to mum and went there you go you can have a nice dress on and show you a big horse um and that's when I yeah found Maisie who was okay. uh, just turning five and I didn't want a mare and I didn't want a grey but I'd known <laughs> her previously um through another friend actually went to see her when she was 18 months old but decided not to buy her um so I sort of knew of her and you know she was beautiful and very well bred um I'd already done. And what is her breeding? She's is Irish she... draft thoroughbred. Okay. Um, yeah. Thoroughbred, I think, goes back to like um, Mill Reef. So she's part part race, part racehorse. Not that you'd look. Yeah. No, just to look at her. But, um, yeah. So I <laughs> bought her and sort of basically got her going and got myself fit again and decided that you know I wanted to event her and yeah we had quite a few good years together so. 
Brilliant. So what did you what did you get up to with her? Um, sort of, well, a uh, dressage was never very good. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I think she hated it and I didn't like it much either. Um, and I was just too impatient, I think. I just wanted to, because she was so talented and, you know, the jumping was so easy to her. I sort mm. of felt like if I didn't go up the levels and push on, something awful might happen and I might not be able to do it in the future. So I just wanted to take all my opportunities. So, um, yeah, I think that definitely comes from having a couple of injured horses. Yeah. Um, you, you start to feel like, oh, I'll just get yeah. there and it will be all right. And then I can get better exactly. at it. Like... And also, I didn't, you know, yeah. I didn't know if I was going to fall ill again. So I was like, of course, while, yeah. while we're both fit and healthy, let's just go for it. So, um, yeah, she yeah. did sort of go up the levels quite quickly and um, just a complete madam. But yeah, totally lovable and tried her heart out, really, when it came to the jumping. Um, and we were very, very lucky to qualify for badminton. So um the grassroots yeah. which is one of those dreams that you never actually quite say out loud because you never think it's ever going to happen but yeah incredible. we were just very lucky that day <laughs> and, um, yeah I think it's such a nice thing that BE do yeah um that you know it, it, I guess it would be like for me getting to go and do a a medium level test at yeah. Olympia like yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's, a, it's and to be a, up there like in that atmosphere with you know the the five-star event going on as well it was just yeah yeah amazing amazing and so how do you do you want to tell us how, how do you qualify for that um, well it's recently changed to... but I managed to get placed uh top 20 percent at um just a standard B100 and then that okay. that qualifies you for a regional final and again you mm-hmm. need to finish in the top 20 percent so I only had one regional final opportunity and I kind of went okay. thinking, this this really unlikely could happen. I just want to do my best, you know. But luckily, yeah. I did just sneak in the top twenty percent, which which wow. qualified us. Brilliant. So the two days that I needed oh. good results, I got them. <laughs> um, yeah, amazing. Yeah. So, and and so, how did it go when you got there? Did um, it was totally overwhelming. I was a little bit of a nervous wreck, which I I never really suffer from nerves, and I think that kind of made me feel worse because I was like why am I nervous why am I nervous but it was just the the atmosphere and the fact that I had you know no one had put any pressure on me but so many people came to watch and you want to do so well that you I think I actually just didn't ride because of it so again the dress wasn't great show jumping we actually did a really nice round but the ground was so wet um so people were having poles down everywhere so I think we had three down which for her, yeah. like normally she's a double clear kind of girl, but yeah, it was big so just, and you it can't was, help the yeah. ground. And then cross country, she flew around. We just had one run out, which was totally my fault. I just kind of sat there and just let it happen rather than actually. Oh. I think we sort yeah. of got three quarters of the way around and it wasn't a particularly difficult fence. Just got a bit long strided and she just kind of slipped up the side. Um, oh, but okay, we finished yeah. and although I was really frustrated by myself I don't think I could have done That's much better amazing like, to get around in the state and the atmosphere and the way you're feeling and everything it's yeah a lot absolutely and it's quite technical isn't it it is like yeah. mini badminton like, I've seen some of the fences yeah it's... I mean I'd done a few novices beforehand and I was so glad I had because mm. they yeah it wasn't a small course and it was long really long 
lots yeah. of technical bits. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we should have been able to yeah. cruise around easily, to be honest. But I think that that sort of occasion does affect everyone in different ways. So, absolutely, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe that's that's brilliant. What an <laughs> achievement, yeah. And so you did a few novices with her yeah, as well. I, I kind of yeah went up to novice thinking, well, I'm never going to qualify for badminton, so let's just forget that bit and I'll concentrate on the novice mm. which I wanted to do but luckily we never gained any points in the the sort of three or four events we did so I was was still okay. eligible when my um regional yeah. final came around so yeah I think that must have been mm. a bit of fate really <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah the following year unfortunately she sustained an injury which kind of ended our eventing um yeah she <clears throat> somehow managed to pull um well tear a ligament um her patella ligament um <clears throat> she kind of of course the same as Pat. Uh, it was luxating patella but it's yeah it's okay. the same leg same area oh. Um, oh gosh and like she was never truly truly lame but she was just sort of in her own way not right not jumping right mm. not as keen as normal so um after lots yeah. of tests and scans and referrals that's what they came up with um so she had okay. quite a bit of time off to recover which she did really well um mm-hmm. and she's, yeah she's probably about two years off altogether um okay and now she's back in work but I don't really want to risk eventing her again because I think she's such a big chunky girl <laughs> and you know yeah if the ground's hard and the courses are long and hilly I think it really does put a lot of wear and tear on her joints and things so I'd rather yeah and I guess you have to enter and then yeah if the ground's not great you have to have to decide to lose that money exactly. or risk the horse and, you know and, I'm, yeah I'm not I might just do like the odd fun one with her because she loves it but mm. I'd rather keep her happy and sound and and maybe just do a bit yeah, of show jumping absolutely. on the surface which I know then is going to be you know more suitable for her yeah um, yeah and how old so is she's she now, 12 this year so yeah, she's okay, still cool. got so yeah, you've time. got plenty of time on yeah, her. Yeah, so I don't. If she was sort of nineteen, twenty, you know, and she was injured, then you'd just be happier to retire. But I really wanted to keep him in work. So um, yeah, and who knows? We might might have a baby out of her eventually. She is yeah, she is a star letter. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, cool. So um, so what did you do while she was um, off so while then? she was off have... work, I um. I had a little Connie mare that I had bought to sort of produce um, and she was mm-hmm. brilliant, absolutely perfect little pony. Um, didn't quite have the go or the want to do cross country. So um, I sold her <laughs> to a lovely friend who's got her yeah. um, and I bought Kitty, who is um, my other horse now. She was yeah. rising four when I bought her. Um, so she was sort of the replacement to go on and do the next level of venting that I I didn't want to, you know, put Maisie through, really. Um, yeah. And also the year that Maisie was off, I um, managed to have a horse on loan that I competed who had done quite a bit more venting at a lot more novice level. Um, and, yeah. yeah, his owner, her, yeah, his owner very kindly let me have him for the season. Oh, brilliant. So I could sort of continue and do the novices that I didn't get a chance to on Maisie. Um, 
yeah and yeah gave me loads of experience went to some really nice venues that I haven't been before jumped some really big fences (laughs) um (laughs) and yeah it was a great great year um yeah I just I I probably could have kept him for another one but I really wanted to work with Kitty and get her up and going um yeah so he went on to somebody else on loan um and then I just had my two girls Maisie was coming back into work and yeah I was bringing Kitty on hopefully to event um yeah and is this sort of like 2019 yeah um so we didn't Yeah, I was mainly eventing uh, Zandy in 2019. And then last year, 2020 yeah. was going to be sort of Kitty's year. But obviously, that didn't happen. <laughs> um, no. So, and I also was sort of, you know, bringing her on at home. And she was a little bit marish and a little bit kicky and a little bit bucky. And I was like, this is more than just being a fresh youngster. There's, there was almost, it was like there was something else going on. Um Right. So I got that investigated, um, and unfortunately, she has um, quite a bad injured hock. Not quite sure how mm. or where, whether she was born with it or whether it was she had a kick as a foal. Um, but the yeah, her right hock's basically really arthritic and practically fused. Oh, so no, I was gutted because she was going to be like my future eventer yeah. and she's she's just perfect for me like she's the perfect size she's lovely bred and I'd had the, a great start with Tamsin um so mm. yeah it was a bit devastating um oh, initially it was a case of you know put her in foal or put her down but after we got yeah. over the initial shock decided to treat her because she, she sort of again wasn't particularly lame it was just that she wasn't quite right and uh, mares are always very yeah. good at telling you when they're not quite right. Um, so, Absolutely. yeah, we've had her treated, had her hock injected, had her sacroiliac injected. Um, she's on mm-hmm. uh, a good joint supplement and we've done a lot of rehab work with her and just taking it really slowly. Um, but the last sort of month or so, I've been able to sort of push on a little bit with her. Um, the vet sort of said it's yeah. now or never like let's give it a try and see what she's capable of um, and touch yeah. wood she's holding up pretty well so far um, her behaviour's improved Brilliant. she's not half as bucky and kicky which I think was when she was uncomfortable um, yeah and yeah she's sort of enjoying her little outings and learning learning lots so awesome. I hope, yeah, I'd never put her under, you know, a great deal of stress because obviously that that leg's always going to be a problem. But um, if we can just do some riding, have fun stuff and just have a happy and, yeah, enjoying enjoying herself. I I can remove this, um, but what drinks have you put her on? So I'm actually a, a, a brand ambassador for the Little Feed Company, which is based in Devon. Um, and they actually okay. brought out this year a joint supplement, um, which I was lucky enough to trial for them. Um, and yeah, oh, the okay. girls have been on it for about eight months now, maybe longer. And obviously, both of them having yeah. previous injuries, it's and the both the fact they're both staying sound is a pretty good um, way yeah. of telling me that it's it's working. It's yeah, it's, it's got all the something. good stuff in yeah. the normal sort of glucosamine. Yeah 
and everything but um also boswellia as well which is supposed to really help so yeah very lucky that i get to use that because i think they both benefit from it and it'll help keep them on the road a bit longer hopefully absolutely yeah brilliant okay so um so what are your so we sort of said we want to do some some jumping uh some show jumping probably more now but um what is what is your aim for the future are you hoping to get like another um i really kind of have to see (laughs) i i've sort of always been making these plans but um unfortunately my health took another turn this year so um i've now got kidney issues alongside um my cystic fibrosis and uh, right and that's uh, not connected to um all the treatment that i've had like all the um immunosuppressants that you're on you're on quite a a heavy regime of drugs obviously to stop you rejecting the lungs um and they can be quite toxic to the kidneys especially if the levels aren't you know always in check which most of the time they have been but every you know if I've ever been poorly or unwell the levels have gone quite high and it's just taken its toll on my kidneys basically um so there's a possibility that I will need a kidney transplant in the future um so that's kind of always in the back of my mind as well um and also over winter I was I was diagnosed with a heart condition as well so which again is completely unrelated but so yeah I've kind of got my hands full with that (laughs) um wow god that's so much to do I'm feeling so much better and obviously again the horses helped so much to sort of keep me on track keep me fit and healthy and get me up in the mornings and yeah so I'm I'm just quite happy Absolutely. like pottering around with them and getting out getting them you know, out just enjoying parties them. and just yeah I've got no real major plans because um I just don't know what's going to happen so and also you know no, they, absolutely you know as long as they stay sound that's brilliant but there's also the chance that either of them might not be so yeah okay so yeah just, just just enjoying as much take it as, as much time as you can, day you can have time. for yeah. lots of different reasons I mean I love the eventing oh, bless you. and that's always my favorite thing to do but obviously you've got to be pretty fit to do a whole day you know and I just don't think I'm there yeah. yet so we'll see yeah but yes oh, fingers crossed we get you fit enough and yeah. see you out <laughs> doing a novice on another horse that'd be great well, or a yeah. one star how yeah. cool would that be to Definitely. do a one star at some point That'd be brilliant okay cool and um, so we're just I just got a couple of little questions for you and then then we can kind of finish unless there's anything else you want to say but um so like this is obviously these podcasts are supposed to be to sort of make it more yeah. sociable for everybody when they go to a show and just know a bit more about everyone so um when you are competing like what is there something that you find a bit tricky about competing like, um... what's the hardest thing for you about doing quite often forget things which is not a brilliant start I mean that times I've turned up places without girth <laughs> or stirrups or bridles so I need to concentrate more on that um but no I think <laughs> I suppose with the eventing it was always the, the distance that we had to go you know to get to a decent venue um yeah. which you know just adds on those hours to the day makes it a really long day um yeah and do you get do you yeah I mean especially now yeah like I'm just thinking god it'd be so nice to just just stay local for for a season um yeah 
because yeah I used to sort of drive and then you know you get there you have to walk the course and then so it it's a lot that is a lot for you to do isn't it took it out of me the most um although it was Mm. always worth it because you had a great time but yeah it's those things you look at now and think "Mm, yeah kind of puts me off a little bit (laughs) um yeah absolutely so I think yeah, yeah probably that and also owning a grey and trying to get it ready and clean is just a, <laughs> always a nightmare <laughs> which is why I bought Kitty because she's nice and brown and she always looks clean and tidy <laughs> yeah and as the greys yeah, get exactly. older they only get harder to clean because they get whiter, whiter. <laughs> so yeah trying to get that clean for dressage and then oh so yeah I must admit I'm yeah. not I'm not grooming and plastic is not my favorite job so my mum bless her always used to do that while I walk the course which helped <laughs> oh, oh bless her that's brilliant um okay so um if you're at a show and people see you at a show what's sort of the best time to talk to you you know will you will you say hi in the warm-up or no, are you I'm, very I'm, focused what, I, I might your, be more focused sort of like? on kitty because she <laughs> can be a little bit excitable but um <laughs> no I mean I I've really missed <laughs> that like just being at show and catching up with everyone I mean you can obviously follow a lot of people on social media and it's you can see what they're out and about doing which is great but it's like this there's such yeah. a massive horsey community in Cornwall and you know I, I get on with everyone and like to sort of hear from everyone and see what everyone's doing and yeah it's it's nice to just catch yeah. up so I, I'm pretty approachable anytime yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool okay bro and and is there it doesn't have to be anything but is there anything either in like Cornwall or Devon or in your eventing community that you would like to change about the sport Um, is there anything that you find hard about what you'd like to change I'd like to change the fact we didn't have Covid but (laughs) it's a bit late for that yeah yeah you'd like to have had last year um, (laughs) I think the eventing wise I think the way they've changed the regional finals and the the path pathway to Babington is going to be a lot harder to qualify now um especially for us down in the southwest because I think the nearest the nearest area is like Birmingham and you know the traveling and the cost of it is is so hard anyway for us down here um yeah it's a bit we're a bit priced out of the market sometimes down here aren't we part of the eventing has has taken a real bashing now and I I know before you know I would have mm. liked to have got back to Babington again, but I almost just think, God, it's just too big a a challenge now. You've got you've got to be so good, and you've got to be willing to travel so far, and um, mm. so that's a shame. And then yeah. it's got to go well yeah. when you get there as well. I just well, don't isn't think it? you're going to yeah. get as many opportunities um, as you had before. So yeah, yeah that's probably something I'd change okay. back that's if good. I could. <laughs> yeah, cool um okay so um before we just go on to tell everyone where you are on social media so they can go and see you if they haven't already but is there anything else you want um, to talk about or say oh god you've got the floor? uh probably i've got loads of things to say <laughs> now my mind's been blank um <laughs> not really i just yeah i'm just really happy to have the horses and they're a big part of my life and part of keeping well and you know, neither of them are perfect, bless them, yeah. but, um, you know, I just want to stick with them both and hope for the best and just 
enjoy them I think you know I've got a bit older now as well I think the competitive side of me probably is a little bit less um you know before I'd I'd put everything aside just to go out and compete and you know put all my focus onto it and I just kind of realized that you need a bit more balance now and um so they're just there to be enjoyed and um yeah I guess being ill is put that into perspective for you a little bit isn't it yeah I do have a husband and I do have to see him occasionally so. <laughs> and just you know family and friends I mean one thing I had when I was in hospital over over Christmas I had so so many cards from the whole community family friends and so many horsey people mm-hmm. and I was in tears most days because I just couldn't quite believe I was hearing from all these people um so I think Aww. that's one really positive thing about you know the horsey community around here is everyone pulls together if, if someone's having a bad time and um yeah it's it's yeah. nice to be I mean, so had, sort of close-knit you know, isn't it people um, that I barely met once or twice at a show and they'd remembered and it was just it was really lovely so yeah we're all a good oh, bunch and it's that's really great nice to know that people have got your back when you need it yeah Definitely. Brilliant. Okay, so finally then, um, if people aren't already following you, where would they follow you? I on do. Media? I've got a, a Facebook page which I started up when I qualified for Badminton with Maisie um, and an Instagram as well, both mm-hmm. Moo Eventing. I'm not quite sure about that name, but it's, okay. it's, it's there for a minute. So. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, I really just started Good. when I sort of started to sort of share my journey on the way to Badminton, but it's kind of grown and grown and and then all the other complexities of my life have kind of you know I've talked about as well and I think met quite a few fellow CF riders through it which is really really nice and hopefully I can yeah oh, lovely keep inspiring people to get yeah. out and enjoy their horses <laughs> yeah brilliant oh that's great May. well thank you very much for for coming oh, on and pleasure um, I hope that you enjoyed that podcast. Moenna is so lovely and I really hope that her health uh, stays well enough for her to be able to continue eventing because she works so hard and she obviously loves it so much. Um, She's so inspiring and um, I think it's so great that she's uh, been able to have a platform to sort of share her experiences and uh, inspire other riders to, to keep pushing for what they want to do. See you next time.